1: good morning crypto
0: good morning warriors hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel good morning crypto where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto related topic from the top crypto research team in the world i'm your host gonzo and abs likes to call me super g and today i'm joined by one person from the 3T family. And that's gonna be the Italian Stallion, the leader of the Warrior Maniacs, Mr. Johnny Crypto. <laughs> What's up, Johnny?
1: Hey so, guys, how you doing, brother?
0: Good, man. So today on Good Morning Crypto, we're gonna be discussing 2024. Is it gonna be the biggest year in crypto? What are some of the narratives that we will see and what are things to pay attention to? As we come to a close in 2023, we will look at the best performing niches in the cryptoverse, along with the projects that did the best. Also, a shift in the Hong Kong regulators when it comes to crypto ETFs. Could an XRP spot ETF be in the works? Bitwise puts out data that shows that the Bitcoin spot ETF could draw the entire crypto exchange traded products market. Our show is available on our favorite podcast, on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. Now, sorry I chopped up that intro. I'm not feeling 100% today, but I think that me and Johnny are going to pull through. Uh, I'll kick it back to you, Johnny. Hopefully the tech holds up because like we're bouncing around on a laptop. But uh, yeah, it's been a while since I, I've, I've hosted this show. Uh, and so, you know, ABS always makes it look easy. And so, you know, uh, abs, we love you. We're, I I think you're out there watching. And so, Like in typical Johnny fashion, we could hear his phone. So I'm going to kick it to you, Johnny. How was your Christmas?
1: It was great, Gonzo. First of all, we started out like we always do. Good morning to all the Warrior Maniacs out there. We love and appreciate you for showing up every single day. I hope you all had a very merry Christmas. And Gonzo, I hope you did too. You're doing wonderful today, brother. And yes, abs does make this look very easy. People have no clue how hard it is to host a show. But you're doing great, brother. And let's hop into it
0: okay cool uh so you're doing my cameras so let's start off the way that we always do by showing you our good morning crypto uh x i i so so not used to like calling it uh x right Uh, i I keep wanting to say twitter i know right (laughs) Uh, so make sure to follow us you know what you guys got to make sure that you follow this guy too because he's putting out some awesome content look at this guy right here johnny crypto so make sure you give johnny crypto a follow because he's, he's always competing with ads trying to put out <laughs> some awesome content, right? Um, let's start off with looking at the crypto bubbles. Um, for the hour, we're on a red. So what I like to do is, and this is kind of a good little tip when you're doing research and stuff like that. Like if you want to see like where the market's going, where the projects are, if you go kind of to the monthly, right? And you see ro- all the different like bubbles, like all the different narratives that have run, right? You come over here to this right corner right here, and you change it from USD to Bitcoin, to the Bitcoin pairs, right? And it just looks a little bit different, right? And because these are going to show you projects that have run harder than Bitcoin, and they kind of give you an idea of what narratives are going to be doing well. If you look on the weekly, right, some of the similar projects that pop up, then on the daily, right, it gets a little bit kind of less green, um, right? And then you could see like for like where the trend is going, you could put it on the hourly, right? And so compared to Bitcoin, you can see that it's a few projects, Matic, uh, uh, stacks. that's like a layer two anyways. Um, But that is a good little way to kind of use the crypto bubbles where if you don't like to read charts, right, it just kind of gives you an idea of where the market is and where we're going, right? So for the day, I think uh, it's mostly a little bit of red. You got projects like, say, this is that parallelism EVM narrative that's been running. Uh, Osmosis is a DEX on Cosmos. Um, I think you're going to start to see a lot of the DEX narratives um, come back, especially with high gas fees uh, with Ethereum. Um, All right, let's go on to, did you want to show the market?
1: Yep, so we're on our Merlin market cap and as we can clearly see here Gonzo, it is a red day across the board. We got Bitcoin down to 42,000. We got Ethereum down to 22, Solana down to 110. Solana was pumping in the past. We got a total market cap of 1.6 trillion dollars. Bitcoin a dominance at 50%. We got Ethereum at 16% and when we scroll through some of these coins we see that you know uh, Solana has actually bumped its way. Notice, you know, in Merlin, what we do is we show the top three market cap coins at the top. And for a while, Gonzo, we had Bitcoin, Ethereum, and BNB. Well, guess what? Solana said, "No, no, no more BNB." It booted it out from the top three, and we now have Solana in the top three for market cap. We don't count. We don't count stable coins because pointless, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, top six. You got you got XRP at sixty two cents, Cardano at sixty one, AVAX at forty four, Link fifteen dollars, and let's see if we got Quant in here. <clears throat> Go all the way down to the bottom. I think Quant was down here. Somewhere. Well, actually, it must have moved up. I saw Quant around one forty nine. So these things are moving, man. These things are definitely pumping.
0: We can definitely see why too. I'm gonna kick it. I'm gonna take back of it. Uh, let me see. Here we go. Uh, love Stonks is going to love this because it's TA Tuesdays and I'm actually going to get to do some TA. So here's Bitcoin. You guys can see my chart, right, Johnny? Yep, so you're good. Laggard. And you can see what's going. This is the 4-hour. I like to look at the 4-hour because the 4-hour kind of tells us where the trend is and where we're going, right? Um, and you can see, like, I, that's why I put this trend line in because this is going to tell us, like, when the momentum is breaking and when we're going to re-attack that $44,000 level. You can see we've gotten rejected a few times on the four hour and then I'm down here. You can't see it right now, Johnny, but there's a red line that I put right here at 42,250. That's Mm kind of like for me, like that's a dividing line of whether we're going to go down and test the support at like 40 K or if we stay above it, then we're pushing up. Right. It's kind of like the 50, 50 that I'm looking at. So what is this
1: for the people in the car? What's that level? What are you thinking? It's 42,250. That's what I'm watching as support.
0: So if we lose that, then that's the potential to kind of go back down to that 40K level. That's where I have this white box right here. And then when we stay above it, right, that's where we can possibly push up to break that $44,000 level. And you can see where the trend is, right? It's yep. just uh, literally on the micro. A bunch of like lower lows. I'm sorry, lower highs and lower lows. Looks if like we look at Bitcoin top. dominance.
1: Looks like a pretty much a strong double top right there, Gonzo. If you, yeah, look at that double top okay, there. One, two,
0: yeah. It remember right. it's the four hour, right? Like if I was oh, showing you the true. daily, yeah, yeah, you know, it looks a little bit different, right? So on the daily, it, it is kind of double top ish, right? And yeah. so that that's why I kind of watch that level, really, like because we're all coin heavy, right? We're not Bitcoin man- maxis. But if you look at bitcoin dominance this is what's going on this is why we've had oh. uh, this is why we've had the altcoins run right like this trend went back this is on the daily right but this trend for bitcoin dominance has Ooh. gone back since yeah. the beginning since the end of last year right we've held this and look as long as we've held it we've been okay right All and right. so we've seen these little kind of altcoin kind of rallies when this thing corrects is we topped out at like 56%. We've lost that trend line, right? We not only lost that trend line, but we lost that kind of high in the structure, right? So it's a high, higher high, higher high. So we've lost that, right? So I'm really paying attention to kind of this level right here, this 50 cent or 50% level. Mm. Uh, But this is why you've seen an explosion in altcoins, right? We're not going to see alt season though if I put this on the weekly. Real alt season is this, right? Bitcoin dominance back here in December 2020 collapsing down from 70% down to, like, the 40s. This is alt season, right? And so that's what we're paying attention to. We're watching this to see is this the beginning of it, right? Because I, I got to be honest with you, I, I thought that we are going higher in Bitcoin dominance. And I think we can, right? I think we've lost the trend line. But I think what's going to happen is as that spot ETF, Gets approved and Bitcoin starts to run, this thing can turn around and start to push up, right? E- even higher, right? Which, depending on what's going on, it could drag up the altcoins or it can make the altcoins believe, right? So that's what I'm watching. I'm watching Bitcoin dominance because uh, we lost the trend. If this continues to fall and we come down, you know, to, to this 50 cent level of support, you know, we could, uh, you can get quite a rally in 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 the altcoins.
1: So, Gonzo, what you're saying, if you zoom out a little bit on that chart, is the way people Mm -hmm. should think about this chart, and I like this Bitcoin dominance chart, is when Bitcoin is going up, the alts are going to be quiet. But when Bitcoin starts crashing down, that's when we actually see the altcoins pumping, because money's transferring from Bitcoin to the alts, correct? Correct.
0: Yeah. So the way it works usually is so when Bitcoin goes up and Bitcoin dominance goes up, it kind of drags the alts with it, right? So the alts can go up a little bit, but it's only because Bitcoin is doing it first, right? the The, the question or the the issue becomes is that when Bitcoin dominance is rising, right? And then Bitcoin decides to have a correction. That's where you see the altcoins get crushed, right? Where liquidity is moving kind of. Worse, whereas before, the money's going from Bitcoin into the altcoins. It kind of goes back from the altcoins back into Bitcoin. So what we, what, what, what we don't want is, so we want Bitcoin to move sideways, and we want Bitcoin dominance to collapse. That will put money into the altcoins. What you don't uh, want is Bitcoin price action to drop and Bitcoin dominance to drop, because then the altcoins will get crushed. Gotcha. Right? There's always some that do a little bit different, like Solana, we're going to talk about, like Solana, and, and, and we have a story. But, um, for the most part, like if you look at the total three, this is the total market cap of everything um, of all the altcoins, right? Excluding Bitcoin and Ethereum. You can see like once we broke the support level, that's why I had it here. like it's a price gap, right? All the way up to six hundred and forty billion. There is no resistance, right? This was the resistance line back here, right? at at, at uh, what was that? Like four hundred and fifty billion, right? Once we broke that, we can easily just gap all the way up to the next resistance point, which is 640 billion, right? So the altcoins are going to move. You can see it's a little bit of a red day today, but like there's no resistance to stop this thing from going up.
1: Hey, Gonzo, I'm curious. Have you uh, ever tried to run a Fibonacci on this on the total market market cap of these altcoins, excluding Bitcoin and Ethereum, to kind of get a sense of what we think the the the, the 1.68 a to see if it's even relevant with market cap, and B, if it is, then what is that 1.68 and 2.68? You can.
0: You want me to do that?
1: Yeah, let's do that. That would be freaking awesome. That. Ooh, yeah, let's dig in a little deep. Okay. Oh, I forgot to mute my That's phone. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. You know me. I mean? I
0: mean, mute. let bottom to the top, but I have to change my settings, sorry. Uh, That's okay. This is my trading setup. Let me change my settings. Uh, template, mastermind. Uh let's see. So from the top to the bottom, looks like, yeah, we just broke through the two three six, right? And then that rejection point is at the three eight two level, right? You can see that. So like when this thing starts to run and we get real alt season, the golden pocket isn't till up here, right? Which is that pivot point, right? That that I drew up there. That's where the that's where the golden pocket starts. What right? is and that market cryptos, cap? 618. Uh it's at about 616 billion.
1: 616 right, billion for the people in the car. Okay. And yeah. what are we, where are we at I'm right sorry. now? So,
0: like, let's say that's 839 billion is where my, where the high point was. So that's a little bit lower. Yeah. So about 600 and something billion. Sorry. It's a little bit
1: crazy to, to see.
0: Yeah. So you're talking about quite a huge price gap there. Sorry. It just moved.
1: Because what are we Hold at on. today, Gonzo? What, what I can't, it's hard to well, see the numbers on the chart.
0: Sorry. It's just freezing. Give me a second.
1: Yep take your time no worries can you guys see that uh we oh, see God. your symbol search yeah it's kind
0: of sticking and freezing
1: yep no worries when we bring well while you're yeah. Working, yeah let me know when that clears up uh basically what we're doing folks is we're showing you where the where the coin uh market caps are today and where we're most likely where we could be going and i think today what are we setting gonzo like around maybe a. Uh, All together, let's see. We're sitting at one point six trillion minus one uh, right. total
0: market cap. It's uh, one point six trillion. Yeah.
1: And we're and where are we at for just the alt? About about six trillion? About six billion? Six hundred billion? For uh, about five hundred and something. Let me see.
0: With excluding Bitcoin and Ethereum, we're Correct. at five hundred billion. Five hundred six billion.
1: So five hundred yeah. billion. You're saying the golden pocket is eight hundred billion. So we have another. So we have another three hundred billion dollars to come into the altcoin space. Yeah.
0: Right. Something like that, yeah. I mean, that's kind of rough, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, if you look
0: at the others, if you look at the others, uh, here it is. So this is the others right here. So this is uh, total market cap excluding the top 10 altcoins. So this doesn't have like XRP, it doesn't have Solana, it doesn't have, uh, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum. It's out of the top 10. You can see it's had quite a movement, right? Like this was the resistance point. And here's the next resistance point. So what that tells us is that the altcoins outside of the top ten have been running really hard, right? Yeah. They broke. They broke their resistance point way earlier, right? You're talking about less money, though, right? Like the resistance point was at 170 billion, right? We've almost like uh, almost doubled that up, right? Uh, To get the the resistance was at 170 billion, and right now we're currently at 214 billion.
1: Yeah, God. So you've seen that. that's a very interesting thing. We should talk about that a bit. So, you said something important there. You said that we're seeing the altcoins outside of the top 10 running. And inside mm-hmm. the top 10, well, we've seen a little bit. We've seen Solana take off. Uh, we've seen, uh, you know, Quant and the, a few of them kind of move a little, or Link, a few of them move up a little bit. But really, we haven't seen that those top 10 kind of moving the way people are expecting them to move. But we are mm-hmm. seeing you know, the gaming sector is blowing up. We're seeing uh, a lot of the other, the meme sector is blowing up. Why do you think we're seeing that? And is that something common that we normally see in prior bull runs or is there something unique Uh, um, happening here?
0: I I think what's what's going on is a couple of things. One is these projects got really devastated, right? Especially as you went out down the risk curve, these projects just got crushed down 99%, 98% from the top, right? And so then what happens is as they start to get some liquidity and they move up, they make, you know, significant gains and to give you, there was like a calculator. I I, I can't pull it up now because it freezes, but like if you had like a hundred dollars, right. And you corrected 98%, right. You would have $2, right. So now if you were at $2 and you three X that, right, that's a 300% gain, you'd be at six. Right? Six out of a hundred, right? And so sometimes I think, you know, you kind of look at that, like these projects get really devastated. And then the bigger market cap projects don't get as big corrections, right? Like Ethereum has been very laggard, right, this cycle. But it didn't get hit as hard as Solana, right? Solana took a beating, right? And so now Solana is like absolutely just taking off. But just to put that kind of in perspective, right? Like, Like the example that I gave, when you're at two, you do a 3X, you're just at six. Yeah, you do a 4X, you're at 8, 8 out of 100. And so I think you should keep that in mind. And so, yeah, so these projects, if you had the, the conviction and to get into them, especially with gaming and AI, like I think those are the two big narratives that we're going to see. And it's because people understand that, right? Like when it comes to like payments and XRP and the technology, I think that – or cross-border payments, it's not sexy, right? And I, I think that the new people that come into the space, they don't catch on to that. But everyone's played video games right and you could understand the concept of nfts and owning your own game assets even if you're not a hardcore gamer or you could understand the concept of ai right you see chat you've seen a video running right uh and so i think when people come into the space they connect to those narratives mm. easier and so then they run harder because that's where they put kind of their money
1: yeah i think that makes sense mm. Gonzo. when you talk about you know when you talk about The market's running and pumping and taking advantage. Guys, make sure you have an exit plan. Not to be a drum here, but we want to make sure you guys are making sure you're getting out. You're having a plan. And, you you know, we've created this tool, Merlin, here. That's going to help you do it. it. brings, as you can see, this is a demo, but it brings all your coins in one place. You can see what you got going on. The cool thing is you can come here and create exit strategies. You can actually create one for every one of your coins. We've got a whole thing here that forces you to go through the process. And the best part, Gonzo, it is 30 days free. All you got to do is click on the link Let's below go. and you can try it out, get your alerts. It was so awesome. This morning I woke up and I got one of my alerts. I was like, oh, great. And I went and checked the market. You know, so guys, we put this tool in place to help you because, man, you all just went through. You saw some of the bull runs that's been happening. Granted, small bull runs at this point, you know, and outside the ten. But when this starts to kick off in 2024, I think as Susie said, you know we're going to see some crazy runs in 2024. I agree with Susie. You're going to want to have a tool. So click on the link below. You sign up for your free yeah. 30. Yes, you got to put a credit card in. That's so we can avoid all the bots and everything from signing up. But we don't charge you for 30 days. You cancel anytime you want. Give it a shot. Uh, I think at the end of the day, you'll find that having a tool and having you prepared in this market, you have to be prepared in this market, right, Gonzo? Emotionally, if you're not, this market's going to wreck you isn't it
0: yeah man uh, you know i think the theme of this cycle uh, when we talk about max pain and how the market causes max pain in the previous cycle max pain was what was the correction right it was the huge like dips that the market would take it was you know us being at $6000 in bitcoin forever and then taking that correction to 3k right it's what happened with the covid and and, and everything like that Um, But it seems like the theme of this market, of this cycle, is going to be max pain is you not being in it, right? It's going to be people waiting for prices that just never came back, right? That we never got. And so I feel like the market is going to get away from people. um, And, you know, they're going to be looking for entries. And that's why it's important, you know, they, they, they tell you it's. It's not timing the market, it's time in the market. And if you've been through this whole bear market and you were building positions, you've already positioned yourself, right? And so you don't have to worry about now, like I'm getting phone calls about, hey, should I get into Solana at $120, bro? Like the time to get into Solana was you know, $8, $10, $12. You gave it to the Academy at $17.50, right? Even at $50, right? Uh, but like it has really gotten away, right? And I'm not saying that like there isn't money still to be made, but for me, You have to have an investment thesis that goes against my investment thesis to be chasing green candles right and and yeah i'm going to miss out on gains but if i don't have an investment thesis and i don't follow rules i know that i'm going to get wrecked right and i understand like solana could go to a thousand right it can go to six eight hundred dollars right and from where it's at now that's still gains but that would be against my investment thesis of chasing green candles now like if you follow waters He thinks there's going to be a correction. Like there's going to be something that happens in April and we could come back and test the trend line as incredible as it sounds, but that trend line and and the two three six fifth pin for salon is at $30, right? That's a better entry for me, right? Somewhere between 50 and $30, but it is what it is. I just kind of move on to the next project,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think what's, I think what's important here, Gonzo, is uh, that, you know, people want to emotionally chase something that feels good. And the reality is that's the opposite of how you're supposed to invest. You have to buy when it feels bad. You have to buy when it's puke, when you want to puke and there's blood in the streets. You know, when it was Solano was $8 and nobody wanted to touch it because it felt horrible to buy. That was the right time to buy. Now, for me, I'm looking at a couple things. You've got, first of all, the end of the year. So you have what's called tax harvesting day, which will happen on Friday of this week in the stock market. People sell mm-hmm. to take a loss at the end of the year a good opportunity i'll be looking to see if anything's pulling back this friday or this weekend this could be a great time to maybe catch a little bit of a dip and then as you said maybe sometimes something in april but there's been a lot of chatter down about uh a bitcoin etf being approved in january we probably should hop into our stories but yeah i know time, I get back.
0: <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> let's get yeah. back into the stories that's what happens like this show just kind of gets away from you Um, So let's start off with the uh, Coindesk one, winners and losers, right? Hopefully, my highlighting comes back. But, uh, okay, so Coindesk computing CPU. So uh, it's not highlighted anymore, but I just wanted to go over this and kind of goes into that whole, like what, how, when we look at 2023, how it's done, right? And so this is the uh, Coindesk computing index. They call it a CPU, right? So it's basically like their version of a S&P 500, right? And what they did was is they kind of categorized from January 1st to December 21st of 2023, like the best categories, right? That have run the hardest, right? And at the top, you see computing, you got currency, smart contracts, DeFi, culture and entertainment. I'm assuming that maybe gaming falls under this, but I couldn't really tell from the article, Johnny, Hmm. Uh, and digitization. can't say that digitization. Oh, there that's you There you go. That's okay. A word. <laughs> and so, right. And so, when it talks about like my highlights are gone, so I'm gonna kind of just throw this together. It says the definition of computing. So this is like the top sector, right? And so I feel like this is like that whole deep end narrative. But it says the definition of computing sector is as follows: the computing sector consists of projects that aim to decentralize the sharing, storing, and transmission of data by removing. Intermediaries and ensuring privacy for all users. All projects that aim to gather, transmit, store, or share data and web services in a decentralized manner play a key factor in building the infrastructure of Web3. This includes on chain and off chain data transmissions, social data platforms, peer to peer secure data transmissions, open networks, free market, private computations, and decentralized file storage, right? So this is definitely. That kind of deep in narrative. So when we talk about projects like Arweave, Filecoin, Render, Akash, right? Um, anything to do with kind of uh, either file storage or kind of cloud computing or rendering uh, is this category, right? Um, and then the number two category was. You know what's interesting uh, about that? I category. didn't
1: see I didn't see Filecoin move yet, and Arweave, you know, which I think are some of the ones that are kind of in the and storage storage i think it's storage j and see a coin i haven't really seen those take off yet gonzo what are your thoughts you think we're gonna see that whole there we go yeah there's uh there's oh actually that's a little different there
0: yeah there's, no, this is that that's the next thing like it just talks about they broke it down category i just wanted to say this real quick whoa yeah hold on i'm having issues with this
1: so oh, that one, looks the, like the
0: payments thing, it says ranking second in the sector's indices was the currency index. This is where you see Bitcoin, XRP, Stellar Lumens, and then they use Dogecoin. Doge. Right? And so <laughs> uh, the, I, it's funny, like, again, um, what they consider payments, right? Because Bitcoin, you know, is, is super slow and the transfer fees are very high, right? I, I don't know why this is doing this, but take it for a second, Johnny.
1: Yeah, got it. So, you know, I think I think they're just bulking or bunding these in there, Gonzo, in terms of payments pieces. And, you know, and they're, and they're looking at, when you think about how crypto was first gen- started, all these were, were, were meant to, to some degree to be some type of payment system. Uh, obviously, Doge was a meme, right? But we know that XRP and XLM, that's some kind of a, we know that's a cross-border payment type solution. We know that Bitcoin originally was started out to be a decentralized payment solution which is very slow and turned out to be more of a it's finding its use case more as a store of value and ethereum well ethereum is is not even in there anyway but that that's more of a uh a smart contract type system rather than payment system but you know so at the end of the day go ahead gonzo let me know you're back uh
0: no i i just can't sorry guys it's it's like making this ghost image over my computer
1: ah gotcha. you still there okay hey, yeah yeah, hey, yeah.
0: Saying, i can't get rid of the ghost image interesting okay well let me see if i can delete this hold on
1: okay in the meantime you know so when you think about those categories it's pretty interesting how they've created those buckets right you had the cpu or computational um type uh, cryptos then you've got payment cryptos then you're going to see segments like a gaming crypto right And you're going to see all these other different ones that i think are going to come through okay
0: yeah, so can you guys – sorry, I, you're going to just see that ghost image. I can't get rid of it. And,
1: well, we can see your uh, screen, which is good, and we can see right. – but do you see that do you see there. that ghost image? I know no. you see that ghost no. image, though. No. You don't see it? Okay, no.
0: so I'm just going to move it out of the way. It's, like, weird. Okay, so this is a breakdown of, like, the projects, right? And I think what's cool about this is I gave – like, we talked about – Jackie and I, we have an update call that's in the Warrior Academy. Uh, not to toot my own horn, but, like, What's cool is that you know, we talk about projects and we gave the community injective and render, right? Ended up being the top two. We gave them soul too. But this ended up being like their top in their index, these were the top projects, right? Injective, render, Solana, FET, which is AI. I don't know what BLZ is. Stacks is um a layer two on Bitcoin. IMX is that gaming narrative, right? It's done very well. Avax, A Gold, and then there's that. Um, i don't have any storage but um, i know mario loves this project but it did extremely well right um again it, it took away my thing um it says can you say 32x this was the return for injective protocol ing token injective is a blockchain built for finance using cosmos blockchain technology that claims to be the fastest among layer ones so yeah so that that's like injective has absolutely crushed it it's broken it's one of the first projects to kind of lead the market because it was a project from the last cycle. It broke its all-time high, which was at 20 something dollars, right? So it's literally in price discovery. Um, I-, I think it's one of the first tokens from the last cycle that's already broken their all-time high and is in price discovery. So Injective's done really well. Render is the other one, right? That's the decentralized GPU. Think about NVIDIA, right? If you think about how NVIDIA is done um as a stock and then render is the decentralized version of NVIDIA, right? Um, and so whether you think, whether the technology is really built out or not, it's the story, right? It's the narrative. And when people hear NVIDIA and then they hear render, I think that they're going to make that connection point because it's decentralized and this project will run very hard and you can see it already has, right? It's top, it's in the top two, right? Again, I don't know what the metrics and what they used for this, but, um, but yeah. Um, what, what were some of your best performing, um, Alt coins that you've had so far, uh,
1: in your so far my, best ones, my best ones have been in gaming by far. Uh, playable Myra, those two have really skyrocketed, they've already 10 x uh, so for me, those have been big ones, but you know, the funny thing on that is, I don't even think we're out the gate yet. I think we still have a yeah. long, long way to go. So, I took very small profits on those very, very small and actually reinvested them to be honest with you because I believe in that sector. But the thing to be careful here is some of these things have popped already. And the question people are going to want to know, Gonzo, is Injective went from like Jesus Christ, that was a Mark Cuban project, and I think it's at 40 bucks. Now, the question is. Is it too late to get in that Godzilla? Like I'm waiting for a pullback on Injective. I think it's too late, but I don't know. What's your thoughts on things like that?
0: Um, Man, that that's tough, right? I mean, I think it just depends on your investment thesis. Obviously, the time to get in was before. But when you look at the market cap, I, I think uh, Injective is a little bit different than Solana. I think there's still room to go just like there is with some of the newer projects. Mm. Um, You know, obviously, we're at the point at the market, like, you really need to have your investment thesis, right? And like we're always talking about, like, Johnny and I are really heavy into crypto gaming. And the other big part of mine is that deep in narrative or like AI. It's kind of all mixed in. So Mm. really, like, what you need to do is build your portfolio, figure out, like, you can't be in everything, right? And so especially if you don't have a lot of time, pick, like, two or three projects in the niches that you want to invest. If that's in gaming, then you know, two or three in gaming. If you like D pin or the AI narrative, two or three in that. And and then maybe one or maybe one other, right? Because it's gonna be hard to track everything. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you could use Merlin to track it, but you don't want to get kind of lost in the sauce and then kind of chasing all these different projects. Um obviously if you have more time to spend in the space like we do, then you could add more to your plate. But um, but yeah, t- back to your original question, you know, injective is really hot right now, but um, you know. It, it it definitely, um, if we get a pullback in the Bitcoin, that's where you kind of make your little list. And then when you see these corrections, those are those are the days that you want a dollar cost to average into these projects, right? Yeah. You don't so. want to be buying them when they, you know, on a green day where, where they're up like 10,
1: 15, 17, 20%, right? And that's what people are going to do because it feels good. You know, God, you said something that's so important. You said that. You gave injective and render to people in the academy. I want to just make draw some attention here, guys. If you haven't joined the academy, you should click on the link below and try it out. As Gonzo talked about, in there we give we talk so much, there's so much information in there. Um, you can learn about. We have hundreds of crypto courses. If you're getting started and you're new and you're not sure how it works, or Gonzo does, you know Gonzo Jackie, they'll do the uh, the technical analysis three days a week, so you can learn and you can get some input, inputs there on what's happening. Uh, we've got q and A Q&A session every every Tuesday, which Andrew will hold and ask any questions you guys have. Plus, you, we have a community where you can ask us any questions, all of us. And we've got consultation one on ones. You could reach out to any one of us and sign up for a one hour session, and we help you and go through your portfolio and that kind of stuff. So you really should check out the academy if you haven't. I'm not trying to pump it, but you said something important, Gonzo. Imagine if you were in the academy and you had heard Gonzo giving out injective or render when it was you know cheap. That was really a good a good bang. 40 cents,
0: bro. Like, dude, I gave render so long ago. It was yeah, I
1: remember been talking when, about Rinder when Rinder Selman
0: forever. Selman was actually doing the technical analysis for the academy. Like when I gave it. Like I remember joining his call and he went to the website and we talked about it. I mean, I do the TA now for, for 3T, but that that that's how long ago it was. It was like when no one cared. But it kind of had been left over from the other um, it had been left over from the last cycle, right? I, I had kind of seen it, gotten into it wrote it kind of down I Didn't have a lot of it, but I, you know, I did the deep dive and you could just tell like, wow, this thing's really going to do something different. And it did the same thing with injective. Right. Um, and so it's a matter of trying to find like the next injective cause there's all these opportunities. I mean, there's, there, and for those of you that are just joining and maybe like you haven't missed out and this is why you, you don't need to chase these projects because there are projects that haven't even come out yet. Right. That are going to get released that are going to come out. And then are going to be at a good price, and they're going to absolutely explode, right? Absolutely explode this bull run. They're not even out yet, so that's why I tell people: don't just relax, don't don't FOMO into stuff. There are going to be other projects. You just got to have kind of your pulse on the market. Have have you understand what what you want to invest in, and then just kind of wait for that niche, because every niche is going to come out with new projects, right? right. um and, and then you know, deploy your capital. Um, um, you know, at the right time.
1: Anyways, yep. well, we got three hundred and seventy-one um, viewer got guy, viewers. Guys, smash that like button. Send the argument out as Gonzo continues to take us through um, the 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 different uh, buckets here. And right now, we're on Bitcoin as it extended its dominance.
0: Yeah, so I think these uh, what what they were talking about here had to do with just um, uh, in compared to like Bitcoin. I think year-to-date leaders, right? I hmm. think. I mean, if you look, there's XRP. They talked about XRP being a payment system. Um, right here, it says XRP, the payments token used in Ripple Labs network, had a decent year with an 83% climb as a crucial decision went its way in a pending case before the U.S. Securities Exchange Commission. That was the story you know, where we won against the SEC. That kind of pumped the price. And then it talked a little bit about XLM, right? Um, I think this is kind of... In the payments realm right here is what we're seeing here, right? Which ones have done well? Um, And then this one is the smart contract one right here. And this is where you see Injective. That's the move that Injective done, 3,219%, right? At the time of the article, 832 for SOL, AVAX. And then these are layer twos, right? OP, ADA is in the mix. ETH has been lagging behind. There's Algorand and Atom. EOS and Luna had done the worst. Obviously, Luna went to zero, and then they came out with the new Luna, right? um
1: So, the we're talking question, about God, though, here's a question for you. So, look at this chart. These are your smart contract sectors, right? Now, going into a new bull run, we have coming. And notice what you see. The old ones kind of lagging behind, and the new stuff up at the top. The question is: Is this an indicator of what's coming in the next bull run, or do the old G Find their traction and, you know, where you see right now only those 20s and 30 percenters at the bottom. Are those the ones to hop into because those may catch up or they old news and those are dead and it's only the new ones? What's your thoughts on that one, guys I, I
0: think, you know, it goes back to, again to your investment thesis and, you know, what you believe if you want to have a mixture of what, right? But it really comes down to like the narratives and the stories that these protocols tell. Right. And what you have and what you're talking about, Johnny, is you're talking about old coins and old narratives, right? That we judge harsher because now it's not about the promise of what they're going to do. It's they have to come up with what they promised us, right? And so if they're like uh, cross border payments like XRP, we understand the lawsuit and everything, but like now you have to show me, right? With ADA, smart contract, you were the ETH killer, whatever that is, whatever narrative, you have to show us now, right? And and so we judge these older projects more harshly because there's no longer kind of like that promise. It's now traction. You need traction for these projects to run as opposed to these new projects like Celestia, right? That um, they're just starting out, brand new ecosystem. It has that modular blockchain narrative. It's new technology, the shiny toy, right? And it's run really hard, right? And so that is the promise. And so when people come to this market, right, what they're looking for when they're looking for to allocate their money, Sometimes it's the pull of the promise, right? Get rich quick. And we understand that's not true. You're not going to get rich quick, but that's what they believe, right? They believe, oh my God, here's a new token, Celestia, it's a new blockchain. They don't even know what modular blockchain means or the data availability. They have no idea, but it's like, it catches their emotions. It catches their attention and they pour their money into it and then it runs, right? And so that's what you're balancing out. You have the promise against like these old narratives against these new narratives. I, I think it's for me, I'm somewhere in the middle. I have both, right? I'm not like totally into the new narratives, but I do like some of the new technology. And I think it's gonna grow, right? Especially with Celestia and what what they're building injective as far as like a layer one. Um, but like each person kind of needs to make the decision for themselves.
1: Yeah. It kind of reminds me of an old movie. Show me the money, Jerry. Show me the money. (laughs) That's what they want to see. That's exactly what it is. Narratives.
0: Right. And you've said this before. You said this on the Twitter spaces as far as like, you know, why did, you know, like XRP led the two cycles ago, right? It was a hell of a move, right? And it ran on that cross-border payments narrative, right? Everybody and their mother was talking about it, right? Just like in the last cycle, it was, chain link that kind of ran out of the bear market and through it right with the with the oracle narrative right everyone kind of understood we had smart contracts. you needed to provide data they had all the partnerships Right? it just caught fire like i think this leader solana right it's it's that narrative of one chain and that it's the eth killer and that there's gas fees and that you know whatever it is what i'm saying is like that's it seems like that is the narrative that's caught and it's kind of been the indicator that's running first, in and, and, and every cycle you're going to have projects that just run first, right? They they run really hard, and for yeah. this cycle, it's going to be uh, it's going to be Solana, right? But all it's going to take is there's nothing like price action number go up for you to get like attention and people all emotional. Once XRP breaks a dollar, right, oh. and it holds it, everybody's yeah. going to pile into it, right? Everyone yeah. you'll uh, see. Right. Yeah. There's nothing like number go up to get everyone's attention and, and for uh, things to kind of just get that traction going.
1: Yep. People love green candles. They don't realize you are not supposed to chase them. Yeah. Green candles. But we got to continue on. We got 40 minutes left. Clayton, you've got 365 viewers. Smash that like button, guys, as we uh, continue on this show.
0: Yeah. And so uh, we're going on to the next story about I thought this was really cool. Sorry, it's still lagging behind.
1: That's okay. Um, well, that's... Well, that's you know what?
0: So this is what I want to talk to you guys about narratives in 2024. While this thing's loading up, Johnny, hmm. what do you think are going to be some narratives? First of all, are you super bullish about 2024? Or do you are you on the other side that you think there's going to be some kind of recession? The markets are overheated. They're going to crash. Or are you of the other that you think it's going to be a hell of a 2024? What do you think some of the, the the narratives that could push this market either up or down for for next year?
1: Yeah, that's that's a great question. I'm not really um, you know coaches more into the micro macroeconomics of the whole thing. So from an economic perspective, there's going to be some challenges in 2024. We know companies are tightening up the belts. Uh, there'll be a lot of layoffs. I think I think 2024 is going to be a, a rough year from an economic perspective. But what that's going to do is that's going to end up leading to loosening of the uh fed policy as we lower rates which kind of puts f- m- you know f- money back into the system and so i think from a cryptocurrency perspective i am super you want to talk about a bull <laughs> i'm on that bull baby i'm ready to ride that bull. i'm so bullish for 2024 and 2025 you have no idea godzo i honestly believe that this this year these two years the next two years year of the dragon 2024 Uh, is going to be super, super major life-changing in the crypto space. There are so many catalysts coming, but the big narratives, obviously, I'll just say the obvious one, right? And so the obvious one is Bitcoin, the Bitcoin ETF. We know that that's coming in 2024, probably next week, probably in the next two weeks, we're going to have it, Gonzo. That's going to be a big one. And the reason why I think that's so big is for the first time, for the first time, In over 15 years, Bitcoin finally gets legitimized. It's no longer this kind of geeky, nerdy thing that the world has been playing with and a bunch of these nerds and geeks like us, you know, outside have been playing with this thing and kind of fidgeting around to see what it is. No, 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 no. When this thing gets adopted and there is a BlackRock Bitcoin ETF, and it won't be just BlackRock. There'll be about eight to ten of them. This is going to change the game because Bitcoin now becomes legitimized. It's real. It's a real investable product. And big money, Gonzo, big money is coming into it. Money's coming in. Nerd is going to come in. You're going to hear it on TV. It's going to be, I think the ride is going to be. You talked about, you know, we talked earlier in the show about the dominance and why it's so important. Now, what we don't know is we're used to money flowing into Bitcoin, money flowing out of Bitcoin and into the alts. I'm not so sure if the dynamics are going to continue to work that way anymore because now it's legitimized. Money flows in. The asset, the ETFs, if you don't know how they work, they have to hold the asset. Money can't flow out anymore. Now, some money will because people can take profits, but it's going to be a very different dynamic. So, so that's that's number one. I don't know if you want to – I got a few of them. I don't know if you want yeah. to talk about one or you want me to continue.
0: Well, no, I mean, yeah, you can continue, but like, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think one of the big narratives, we can talk about different ones, but it, it's going to be that that spot ETF, right? That's number one. That's going to coincide with the Bitcoin having Now, I kind of have this idea while I've been doing research, you know, Larry Fink came out and made his big announcement that crypto is a flight to safety, right? Who thinks that? At that moment, he makes the announcement and then they're waiting for the SPOT ETF to start buying their Bitcoin, right? Do you really believe that or do you believe that they were buying? If you look at the analytics, right? So we always talk about this, that, you know, this is the first time that we can get ahead of investors or institutional investment money, right? We can get ahead of them, right? But I actually think what happened, if you look at the analytics, right, was that for the first time in all these cycles, they got us right. They were putting out max fear, and they were buying that dip, right? The analytics showed that they were buying at 16, 17 thousand right? So when he comes out and he makes that announcement, they've already packed their bags, right? I don't think for a second that they were like, you know, they make this announcement and now they're going to go buy at forty thousand, right? I think that they were buying. The analytics show that that a lot of the drive of Bitcoin was off of the spot market, right? It wasn't leverage, it wasn't us. It wasn't retail levering everything up, right? The, you can look at the CME now. The CME is one of the biggest exchanges now for Bitcoin futures products, or just crypto futures products, right? It's done Binance, but back a few months ago, um, I, I think they were buying spot and they, and they were packing their bags. Um, but I think that the Fed cutting rates, liquidity entering the market, um, I think when you look back on everything, really the pivotal point i think was what happened in march when silicon valley bank like collapsed right and then the fed backstopped those deposits and they came out with the back term was it bank term funding program whatever that was yeah, where they I were going to like bank, they were going to back up the deposits i think that's where the liquidity flipped right i think that's where when you when we look back on it that's where we're going to look at where liquidity started entering the market and things started turning around um um when you look at it right
1: yeah I, what I, else you got yeah yeah well, well so I think you know when you, one of the things I want actually I'm gonna bring this up here you're right this guy here does does some good research check this out so I was stumbled across this Michael Saylor video and and, and last night he was talking about do you know Gonzo that there's only 900 bitcoins available per day that's it 900 now imagine this you got 900 bitcoins available today by the miners new new bitcoin there's going to be 450 when we get to the having available that's it just 450 available so you got 450 bitcoins available per day and you've got the whole entire world chasing 450 coins that's it 450 per day coming out, and you got all these etfs coming out all this money you've got billions of dollars that are going to be chasing it so for me it just seems like that is going to be a really really um oh god the price appreciation I think is going to be interesting. And you know we got some comments in here our man Robin does not think that bitcoin the bitcoin ETF is going to happen on January
0: and, and that's and fine. i like, nah. And I, don't I know. think it eventually, yeah. I mean, we've been saying that, like, maybe, like, you have to have an open mindset that there's a small possibility because everyone believes that it's going to happen. You know, the market always does what it wants to do, right? It always does the opposite. If everyone believes that, then maybe it doesn't. Like, I could totally see them denying it for whatever BS reason and then approving it in March, right? Because March is when... All of them are due, right? That's when Black Rocks is due. The first one is ARK investing uh, 21 shares, right? So they, they either need to approve all of them then, right? Or they need to come up with a new reason to deny it. And then they approve them all in March, right? Don't so let's the other side
1: of the coin, according to our man here. Let's say they don't. Can it get sued? Do you think Bitcoin can get sued by the SEC for being a security? No,
0: no, there's nobody to, um, there's nobody to sue. It's technology. It's a network. You can't exactly. sue it. There's no, there's no like board of directors. There's no company. Exactly. Um, you know? and, and, yeah. and it's not, you know, look, everyone, you believe what you want to believe, but like Bitcoin is not going to zero. Right? Yeah, Bitcoin is not going to not, zero.
1: Robin, I hate to uh, tell
0: you, yeah, Bitcoin is not zero. getting sued. Like the government is not going to allow it to go to zero. They're like the third largest holder of it. Yeah, they confiscated it exactly. through Self Road and everything else. They have billion dollars in Bitcoin. Don't get it twisted. They're not going yeah,
1: yeah, to yeah. zero. B- Bitcoin's anyway. already, guys, if you haven't figured it out, if they're allowing a Bitcoin ETF to come out, Bitcoin is not going to zero. They blessed it. They're letting it happen. It cannot meet the Howey test because it already doesn't meet the Howey test. There's no entity for Bitcoin as a whole. So it does not meet the Howey test. And that's why Gary Gensler, who is so reluctant to say anything about any. Bitcoin being a security or not, actually came out in front of Congress and said, Bitcoin is not a security. I mean, you had it right from the horse's mouth. So we can put that story to Man. rest. Bitcoin is not going to zero. Bitcoin is not. Here's three predictions I make. Bitcoin is not going to zero in 2024. It's not getting sued in 2024. And we will get an ETF in 2024 of Bitcoin. No question about it. <laughs> That's not a hard one. No, yeah. I don't oh, know. You've you a lot of people that yeah. think Bitcoin's yeah. going to zero. You know, and they think you know that, that it's going to get sued and all this. And the reality is no, I don't I don't think that's gonna happen at all, Gonzo. Um, I mean, we better hope it doesn't go to zero
0: because if it goes to zero, I'm telling you, this whole market's going to zero.
1: No, well, that's what like, that's I, why I, I, I you, see 3%, you
0: see a three percent you see a three percent correction in Bitcoin, you see how these altcoins bleed out, including our favorite XRP, right? You see how it, it goes from like 62 cents to 59 cents on a candle wick, right? And yeah. so you, we better hope it doesn't go to zero because if it does. This whole
1: market's coming with this it, whole right? market's no, it's not going um, to zero. The people are saying going it's not. to zero. All right. The so, other the okay. other narrative I think we'll hear. Um, so you so you're gonna have that. The other narrative you're gonna hear about is the having. I mean, that's an obvious one. Uh you'll you'll be hearing talk about the, the and then I think the other strong narrative is gonna be once the world is awoken to this, then there's gonna be this whole narrative around I think regulation. Like, what do we do? What does it mean? What's a stable coin? What's not a stable coin? What's a crypto? What's a security? What's not a security? That's when Mm -hmm. I think Congress almost now has to maybe react, right? Now you've got the whole world awoken, understanding that there's this new segment out there, all excited, piling into it. And so I think we are going to actually have to get some real regulation, you got you're gonna have you're gonna have the the election that's gonna be talking about it too. So I think that'll be another strong narrative. And then the other two narratives, I think you're gonna see no question about AI. You're gonna have a huge and again, I'm talking more crypto narratives, guys., uh, you're gonna have an AI narrative, right? I think strong push in the AI sector, strong push in smart contracts again, and then strong push in gaming. For me, those are the areas and the places I want to be in. And the narratives that I think are coming. What's your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I mean, we're. I think we're initially when we started out, we're talking about, I think, more of like the macro narrative that's gonna either push the market up or down. And then now we're kind of getting a little bit closer. Yeah, I believe the same thing. It's gonna be AI, you could put D PIN in part of that, um, and then crypto gaming again, because it's like more understandable as people come in right um I, I think they can connect to it so we've got uh eight minutes i think the other big thing for next year would be uh the accounting rules changing for Bitcoin right they can hold it on their balance sheet now where before they had to take the loss and then they couldn't take any gains it was just a backwards way of having it on your balance sheet so i think companies now if they want right if they want they can hold it on their balance sheet and they can do the depreciation and appreciation of the asset um so that i think that's going to be big Um, Okay, so let's wrap it up with our final story, change this so I can see. Uh, That has to do with uh, a story that Johnny uh, tweeted about. Uh, Industry leaders invited to file XRP spot ETF in Hong Kong, right? So in a circular last Friday, top regulatory bodies in Hong Kong stated they have reassessed their current policy concerning intermediaries seeking involvement in crypto-related activities. Specifically, the Hong Kong Monetary Authority, HKMA, and the Security and Futures Commission, SFC, expressed their readiness to accept crypto spot ETFs. According to the circular, the revisions reflect recent market advancements with the SFC granting authorization for crypto futures ETFs. As a result, SFC and HKMA proclaim that they are now open receiving applications for the approval of additional funds featuring exposure to cryptocurrencies, right? The regulator specifically cited virtual asset spot exchange traded funds, right? Spot ETFs. So they're not just talking about like, you know, futures ETFs, but they're talking about spot ETFs, which is crazy, right? Especially coming from Hong Kong where, you know, just a few years ago, they were like banning Bitcoin. They were kicking out the Bitcoin nut miners. And you can see that it was really all about them getting once they rolled out their CBDC, uh, the digital yuan and all that, they were okay with like now having a change in their stance when it comes to crypto regulation because um, now they can get their hooks into it, right? They first wanted to roll out their CBDC and then they were going to kind of change their stance on, on crypto uh, regulation. Um, so what do you think about this, Johnny? Do you think there's a possibility that uh, Hong Kong might end up being one of the first ones to approve? a spot etf for xrp
1: i mean i certainly think that they're opening the door for it i'm not so sure they're gonna be the first but they are certainly saying hey we're open for business come on in come talk to us kind of opposite of what you hear from our sec here in the US. Right, yeah so i mean certainly that's always a good sign gonzo and so it's possible that we get one out there the problem is, you know, the Hong Kong markets compared to the U.S. market is so tiny that even if we got one, it's going to kind of be like the same kind of thing that happened when we got the Canadian Bitcoin ETF. We got it, but like, who cares? You know, sorry. No, they did nothing to the price, right? I mean, there's no volume. It's just a small, it's a small country, small GDP compared to America, which we're sitting with huge masses of money that can really move things. So. We, I mean, it'd be great if we get it. It's you know, nothing that'd be great because now you start setting standards around the world or other other countries, I should say, starting to show like, hey, this is coming. I think that'd be great. It'd be, it'd be awesome if we get it. I do think we will get one here as well, but not yet. First, you got to get the Bitcoin one, that's got to get out of the way. Then you'll see an Ethereum one, and then from there, you'll see tons of them. I think you'll see baskets of these things. You'll have a uh, just like you, like, like you were showing today in the article. On the Coindesk article, they, they've already created their own index buckets, you know, mm-hmm. a, pair, a payment seat. They have, they'll have they have a payment one. There'll be a payment ETF. There'll be a gaming ETF. There'll be an AI ETF. I mean, we've been saying this for a while now. And I think that's what's going to happen. And then you have individual ones on probably the ones that are in the top four or five or top 10. So XRP certainly can possibly have its own Uh, I mean, Grayscale had it for a while, but it was an accredited, you know, you had to be an accredited investor to invest in it. But yeah, so I can see that happening at Gonzo for sure, that an ETF, in XRP coming, whether it be US or Hong Kong, I certainly think we're going to get one at some point in time.
0: Yeah, you know, it definitely goes to like the bigger problem with, you know, other countries getting regulatory clarity. And, and then this thing just moving offshore. And you know you can debate back and forth if it's on purpose, if it's like WDE, like we like to talk about, or, or we think that it's all for show, right? If you believe in Ray Dalio's theory that we're just kind of transitioning to China being the new world power and we're just kind of allowing that to happen, just depends on what you think. But um, obviously it won't be bad for XRP, right? But like you said, the first domino that has to fall is the spot ETF and then the very next transition, right? And Ethereum, and again, I'm not an Ethereum maxi, I'm not a max on anything, but I'm looking for opportunities, right? And so um, Ethereum has lagged significantly, right, behind the market. And so I definitely could see the narrative changing as soon as that spot ETF, whenever it gets approved, the next kind of place where liquidity is gonna go is probably Ethereum, right? Because they're gonna now look at where's the next trade at, right? They've, uh, you know, Bitcoin has priced in that spot ETF as we've gone on, right? And so uh, Ethereum has lagged behind, like Ethereum dominance was dropping. Like it lost the 17% level. It was at 16 something. I think it's bounced back. But it it could be an opportunity, Um, right? Not 100%. We don't have crystal balls, But I could see the narrative going because once they approve that spot, um, there's no excuse to deny the the spot for Ethereum, right? Because they exactly. already have the futures product, right? Now, I'm not saying that they have to be logical about it. I'm talking about the narrative that will hit, right? The media running with that story and how, like, money is going to... People are looking for investment opportunities, right? And they're going to pile into that. They won't give a crap about, like, the gas fees or whatever because the narrative was going to be about how it's energy efficient, about how they have a yield. Institutional money wants to put money into Ethereum stake it so they can earn that three to four percent yield. Like there's certain narratives that overpower yep. logic, right? And I think that's where we're heading to next year.
1: Yeah. Right. No no question cool. about it. No question about it. It's gonna be a fun <laughs> and exciting year, God. So and boy, yeah. we are out of time, folks. We yep. burned through what I like to call the fastest hour in crypto. Uh <laughs> God, sure. you, you did a great job there. And you know I want to remind everybody tomorrow that we got Fred Respole on. So join myself and gonzo and hopefully mar will be able to join us as well as we walk through that and with that said gonzo i'll kick it back to you to wrap up the show
0: yeah i uh, really appreciate you guys uh sorry for any technical issues like abs makes this thing look easy and we love you we will see you guys tomorrow and as we always say warriors rise get your shit together baby let's go
1: let's go